just hooked up with the head coach of the Golden State Warriors, Mark Jackson, uh, presented by Stanford Hospital and Clinics, the official team physicians of the Golden State Warriors. To learn more, visit StanfordHospital.org and brought to you by Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems. For a local dealer, visit Bryant.com. Bryant, whatever it takes. Coach, what's up? Congrats, man. Everything's well. Thank you. Ever had your car popcorned? No, no, no. <laughs> it was it was a funny day, and uh, uh, that's this group that that we have. They always are up to something, but it was uh, I, I've never experienced it, fortunately. Apparently, now we've talked to staff. We talked to uh, Andrew, Andrew Bogut. Bogut, and I'm reading Jared Jack's Jared Jack's Twitter, where he said, "Rookies that don't listen." Episode one. Apparently, it's a kind of a funny yet a a, a reminder that you know what, you're a rookie. You need to act like a rookie, correct? Yes, that's true. You have an opportunity to make life easy for yourself, or you can make it very difficult. And uh, I guess there was a experience that um, Kent went through that he made it tough for himself, and he paid the <laughs> price. A little new edition popcorn love was in play today. Did you realize what was going on as the guys collected popcorn over the past couple of weeks? He had no clue. Absolutely no clue. I give my guys credit. They did a great job of hiding it and um, and holding it until the last possible moment and then <laughs> basically enjoyed thoroughly uh, putting it into Kent's car. If they execute like that during the playoffs, you have no issues. <laughs> None. I guess, I, you're 100% right about that. That was execution perfected. <laughs> now the only thing they can do is make a, Kent wear like a warm-up suit that says Redenbacher on the back and make him wear a bow tie on the next road trip. You know, Kent went a little dark and he was shocked and uh, speechless, but I had to, you know, in front of, you know, at the end of the day, there are number one picks that have gone through the same thing. So I think you can go, you know, lose sight of that. I'm a professional basketball player. I'm living a dream. And this is just uh, something that goes with the territory. So it was a lot of fun today. What did last night's win mean to you uh you've been to the playoffs a lot as a player you've been to the finals you've been to, i can't even tell you how many playoff games you played in it's a ton but your first time as a head coach to get that x by your name what it mean to you oh it means more than as a player as a player it's just you uh and and those group of players a uh, group of teammates it's uh it's a coaching staff and that don't mean all of them because you're not gonna like them all and yep. you're not even like the head coach so um and it's and it's some fans, you know. But as a, as a coach, it's I'm tied to these players. I understand what they've done and how they've been committed. Uh, I'm tied to this ownership group that believed in me, even though I had no experience. I'm tied to this management group that believed in me with no experience and this incredible fan base. Uh, so it's it, it, it means a lot. And like I said, we're not finished. I thought last night was really a, a, a special night. Looking at the people that work in the arena that have waited for this moment for so long, and um, they, it's a compliment. In this league, you win with the players, and they deserve they deserve a tremendous amount of credit. Clay Thompson was magnificent last night in the first half, scoring twenty five points. I mean, I watch him and Steph Curry. Are there two better shooters in the game right now? There's some great shooters, but those two guys uh, are, are all time greats. And I will say this: I've been around this this league a long time i've been a, a fan a player i've covered the game i have never in my life seen two guys uh in the backcourt uh shoot as well as those two guys they are the greatest shooting backcourt 
in the history of the game, and it's and and I I can't even think about who's in second place. Uh, but those two guys are incredible shooters. What would you say you're you're more comfortable with? Uh, you are better at than you were either last year or early this year. If you think you are a better coach, why do you think you're a better coach at this point in your career? I think we just got better players. Uh, mm-hmm. I humbly submit. At the end of the day, you win in this league with players. We had no business winning last year um, a bunch of ball games. We had a bunch of you know rookies. We had a bunch of guys off the streets. We had a, you know, a star player that was hurt. Um, and we was asking David Lee to do everything. Uh, so I think we did, we didn't we weren't in position to win ball games. And at the end of the day, in this league, you win with talent. Um, this this ownership group, this front office group, did a great job of reloading the team and getting talent. And um, it's still a work in progress. But at the end of the day, that's why we we, we won ball games. It's it's been an incredible year because of these players. Well, I'll, I'll, I agree with you there. I mean, I think we we both agree that players win in this league, but we also know that everyone evolves the longer you stay in the league as a coach or a player. Maybe I didn't phrase it correctly. Maybe you're not better at something, but let me just ask you this. How are you different than you were last year? You know, people ask that, and, and I, 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 you are an incredible interviewer, and I would say that I understood the question. Uh, <laughs> well, dang it, give me an answer seconds. then. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I, I don't, I, I don't really don't, I really don't, I really don't know the answer to that. Um, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm motivating the guys. I'm mm-hmm. talking to the guys in the locker room. I'm in the huddle saying, you know, similar stuff. And you know, I, you know, I, I watch games and I study and all of those things. At the end of the day, you, you, you win with talent. I don't think, you know, I don't think you're a great coach. You give me a, a great coach. You go, go get Phil Jackson and go give him the. You know, I'm not going to say a team, but go give him the worst team in the league. He's not making the playoffs. Yeah, as great a coach as he is. Um, and now, now, if you go get him a middle road team, he's going to make the playoffs and he's going to have a chance. But but talent wins in this league, and I think ultimately, uh, I just got a great group of guys that's tied together in this locker room, and special things happen when when you when you get a, a unit that believe in each other and work extremely hard. Coach, you guys have Oklahoma City tomorrow night. You could end up facing them in the playoffs, potentially even in the first round. Let's hope not, because that means we would uh, lose that number. We. Listen to how I'm talking. Look at you. <laughs> part of the squad. I'm hanging out I'll with you too long, Tolbert. Wait, wait, wait. I don't this say is, this we. Is, I don't have a frog in my pocket. This is this is what playoff basketball in the Bay Area does twice in the past, what, almost 20 years yeah. here. I, I, I think everyone gets excited. But Oklahoma City, it's obviously them and San Antonio are kind of heads and heels above everybody else. Uh, which gives you guys motivation for that sixth spot, but facing them tomorrow night and, and potentially facing them in the playoffs, how would you expect to compete with them? How would you expect to stay with them? How do I expect to stay with them? You know, we're a team that, you know, we've beaten them. Um, they're, a, they're a very, very good basketball team. They're a very well-coached basketball team. They have two superstar players, and they, they execute. They're very physical. Uh, it's important for us first and foremost, to defend, to force them to beat us on our terms. And then we got to take care of the basketball. That's a team that if you turn the basketball over, they have two guys that will sprint the floor and make you pay the price, whether it be from the three-point line or attacking the rim. So it's going to be important for us to take care of the basketball. And then I, I think we've, we've, we've got to play like we belong. We've got to play 
like 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 we're as good, if not a better basketball team, and let the chips fall where they may. I think it's important for us to send a message this time of year, especially against a team that you may very well be seeing very shortly. Is there a matchup that you would like to see in the first round or just, you know what, let's play good, keep that sixth spot, and then whoever ends up number three, that's fine? To me, the mentality is to play the best basketball we can, put ourselves in position to be the sixth seed, and then whoever that number three seed is, so be it. Uh, I feel extremely comfortable when we're playing our best basketball, uh, which means defending and then executing on the offensive end. Uh, we can beat anybody, and, and it's going to be a lot of fun. And I'm, I'm thrilled and excited uh, that playoff basketball is in this area again. I have a hard time getting takers on this, but I'm going to go ahead and run it by you and see if you'll see if you'll bite. You know how much I love up and down basketball, up tempo basketball. I think it's more fun to play. I think it's easier to play to be perfectly honest. I think it's tough to score against these defenses in the NBA with the length and the athleticism and the advanced scouting. It's tough to butt your head up against these teams in a half court and more so in the playoffs because they're going to be scouting you even tougher. They're going to be just looking at you because that's all they're playing for that round. So I've always submitted that Everyone says the game slows down in the playoffs because it's a, for whatever reason. I think a lot of it is just made up stuff that people read in a bedtime story 15 years ago, and they just keep uh, regurgitating that. My my thing is, Jack, I, I would even push it more in the playoffs because I realize how tough a team is going to be to score against in the half court. And I'm not saying I have to shoot, but I want to push it and explore. And if I have good shots, I want to take those good shots before that team has a chance to set up defensively. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. You got a future as a coach in this league. No, I don't. Uh, I'm fine right here. <laughs> <laughs> but it makes a lot of sense. You know, I, I feel the same way. I think at the end of the day, uh, especially if that's your strength, if that's one of your greatest strengths, then why would you take it away come playoff time just because it's uh, it's it's postseason basketball? The important thing for us is going to be push the basketball, probe and see what we have in early offense, but what we don't want to do is get reckless, turn the basketball over, and give away possessions. But I certainly will have the mentality, and we will have the mentality as a team, that we want to play up-tempo basketball. And, and that's when we're most dangerous because that's when our shooters are open and we have gaps all around the floor. What have you seen in Steph's growth as a leader since you've been here? Uh, I, I've seen him healthy. And uh, you know as, as well as anybody, when you're – when you're a leader and you're healthy, yeah. it's easier to lead. It's different when you're in a suit and tie, hurt as a star player, trying to deliver a message to a group. They really don't want to hear it because you're not on the floor. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't care how great of a leader you are. if you, You're missing a lot of playing time, and it makes it tough. But I think he's healthy. And also, you know, he's uh, producing on the floor. And when you're producing on the floor, the sermon becomes easy. And guys are listening to them. They respect the fact that night in and night out, uh, chances are they got the best player on the floor. And if not, they have, you know, the second best player on the floor. Uh, but it's going to be uh, – it's much easier for him when he's playing at this high of a level. And it's great to see, you know, a win for the good guys. Coach, one of the things that Steph talked about when we talked to him was that it's real easy – to play for you because you've been there, you've done that. You really understand what these players are going through. How much does your experience as a player help you out as a coach? Uh, I can't put a price on it. It's 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 been you know instrumental, and the reason why is because um, 
I'm not guessing what they're feeling like, you know, after a bad night or a bad loss or a huge turnover or a missed assignment. Um, I've been there. I'm not guessing what it feels like if you're Clay Thompson and you, you can't make a shot for, you know, two, three games. I've been there. Um, and I think it's, 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 it's been a blessing to be able to be in that seat for so many years and then to experience everything that these guys have gone through. I'm not guessing what it feels like to finally make the playoffs, uh, whether it be after your first try, your second try. Um, so, so, so it makes it easier to, to, to lead these guys because I've, I've experienced you know, pretty much uh, everything that they've gone through or will go through. And they, they, and they believe because I, I'm one of them. I don't, I don't talk to them like I'm talking down. I talk to them like I, I've been through it, I've experienced, I've made some mistakes, and I can help you. You were a leader in college. You were a leader when you joined the Knicks. Even as a young player, you were a leader that had a lot of veterans on the team. I don't know if your leadership evolved throughout your your course in the NBA. I think it was 17 years you were in the in the NBA, but had what was your leadership style like as a player? Did it evolve? How much uh, do you take from being a player? I know you just talked about it, but just in terms of just leadership and are leaders born? I mean, can you become a leader or is it just something that you have and you embrace? I think you can become a leader, um, but I think the, the, the great ones are, are born. Um, and I'm, I'm a guy that didn't have some gifts, uh, but leadership was a, was a gift that I had. And I, I, I was a leader, you know, whether it was my, you know, CYO bitty league uh, team, it didn't matter. Uh, I took pride in being a leader pretty much because I was always a guy that tried to be a student of the game and it, and it made it easier. And, and, and going into situations, I was a guy that was always uh, helping or nurturing or talking or communicating, whether it be the guy that hit the game winner or the guy that didn't play. I was always an extension of the coach on the floor. So I took pride in always communicating, always being the vocal one in practice, always uh, – you didn't have to guess, okay, which, which Mark Jackson is going to walk through the door, the one that uh, because he missed the shot last night, is he going to be quiet or is he going to be – you know, in the corner, or is he going to be the same? And I always try to be consistent. So I think leaders are born. The great leaders are born. And, I, and one of the greatest compliments for me was I was the captain of the New York Knicks as a rookie. Mm-hmm. You know, who, who, who does that? I think at the end of the day, you've got to be consistent with who you are and then uh, preach the same message. And, and, and then you got to have one agenda, and that's all about the people that you're trying to lead and not about your own agenda. Did you enjoy having leader of the L.A. Clippers on your resume? <laughs> I thought that was you and it was on your resume. Oh, no, 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 no. No, no, no. I, Tom I, doesn't claim he's ever played for the I Clippers. I didn't drive that season right to an iceberg. That was, that was not on me. You can put it on Bo Outlaw if you want to or Harold Ellis. Don't put that well, one on I, me. I, I thoroughly enjoyed being uh, leader of the Clippers when we went to the playoffs the first year. Second year, uh, I was scratching my head. Not so much. <laughs> hey, Jack, congratulations, man. Really, really good stuff. I know there's some work left to to be done, but uh, good stuff. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun watching you guys in the playoffs. And one last question before I before I let you go. I think I'll be traveling with you guys. Do I have to dress up on the plane? You're going to be on the plane with us? I believe I'm going with you guys. I'm going to be calling the games uh, the first round of the playoffs with Tim Roy. 
That did not come across my desk. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Maybe I better look on Southwest and see what kind yeah, of exactly. uh, what kind of fares they have available. <laughs> wow, no, I just I will not be the same. I've just been downgraded. I, I mean, I didn't know there. Were, I didn't know there was standby on team charters. <laughs> I look what a bummer! With you, man. <laughs> hey, congratulations, Jack. Really though, uh, good stuff. Second year as a head coach and. Uh, getting this team back in the playoffs. Uh, we'll look forward to watching the end of the regular season and then looking forward to seeing who you guys match up against in the first round of the playoffs. So congratulations, man. Absolutely, man. Thanks again. All right, Congrats, Jack. Coach. Coach Mark Jackson. Damn, Southwest. I thought, I thought <laughs> I'm going to start looking for fares right now. I thought I was going to ask you to uh, step on the scale like they do with the Samoan Airlines Samoan and Airlines? Pot- <laughs> potentially charge you for whatever fuel, extra fuel they have to burn.